United States Senate has been called the world's greatest deliberative body. This time has passed. Whereas the greatest Americans of our time once debated with passion the most important issues on the Senate floor, we now have a group of assholes that read Dr. Seuss' Green Eggs and Ham for hours on end, simply to derail democracy. The U.S. Senate filibuster created this institutional decline. This is Dumb People with Terrible Ideas. I'm your host, Eric Gray. Is when Americans tried it, they discovered they did not like green eggs and ham, and they did not like Obamacare either. They did not like Obamacare in a box with a fox, in a house, or with a mouse. Let's define a filibuster. The United States Senate allows its members to speak as long as they want, whenever they want, on any topic they want, even if it is unrelated to a pending bill. When a member is talking on the Senate floor, it prevents the entire Senate from voting on important things that might become law, creating two ways to prevent legislation that a senator doesn't like. Voting against it or just talking forever so no one can vote on it at all, both work. At some point, these dunder-headed chuckle-nuts in the Senate realized they could simply vomit sentences out of their mouth hole as an easy way to prevent a bill from being passed. If someone is giving a lengthy speech called a filibuster, the voting cannot commence. Eventually, the other senators, they get aggravated and abandon the bill to move on to other things. Purely by not shutting the fuck up, a senator can derail legislation that he or she doesn't agree with. This happens in no other place in real life. Try to talk forever to get out of a traffic ticket or a, an eviction. Won't work. Can't work. Unless, of course, you're Morgan Freeman, in which case your dulcet tones lull everyone into a peaceful, dreamless sleep. But in this grand body of wise statesmen, it works every single time. Blah, 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 blah. This blah, droning on about unrelated blah, endeavors, blah, blah, simply word salad of verbs and nouns that have nothing to do with the bill, blah, 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 simply refusing to be quiet, this filibuster has ground our nation to a dusty democratic husk of its former self. All because one person can talk non-stop to prevent a vote. It's kind of like those cute stories where a uh, wild animal wanders into a Walmart 
and can't figure out how the automatic doors operate. So it, it's so it's stuck inside for hours, pooping on floors. And we're all enchanted to hear about it, except for those people who actually work at that Walmart, who can't get anything done because now the deer is trying to mate with the cash register. And you know what? Screw this. No one can get work done. I'm going home. But instead of wayward and lovelorn wildlife banging the Cheetos display to ruin a workday, it's an ill-intentioned man in a bad suit simply talking nonstop, which is much less interesting. Like a Grateful Dead fan discussing John Mayer's recent contribution to the tour, once a senator starts talking, he or she cannot be stopped. But once the talkative asshole finally zips it, it requires a 40-person vote out of 60 to proceed to a vote on the original legislation. But in a U.S. Senate divided evenly between two different parties, one regulating a woman's ovaries while the other's busy binging reruns of The West Wing, there's no way that 60 of these jerks can agree on anything. wasn't supposed to work like this. Aaron Burr, who along with Dick Cheney shot a guy while serving as vice president, was ground zero for the Senate filibuster. In 1789, when most Americans were busy coughing on blankets to give to the Indians, Vice President Aaron Burr suggested that the Senate eliminate the ability to demand a vote. He felt it was unnecessary. It hadn't really even been needed before because back then, senators liked talking even less than they liked black people. Old and dumb and murderous Aaron Burr wrote this terrible idea into the Senate rules, erasing the choice for lawmakers to move directly to a vote despite Senator Asshole talking until his prostate seized. So the filibuster was an unintentional side effect, like you being born nine months after Valentine's Day. If there was no need in 1789 to command a vote because senators were normal and didn't abuse the rules, like talk endlessly for one example, what happens when senators become not normal years later? I, I, I want to make this position clear. We might as well understand each other. You may not agree with me, but I've got a right to my thinking and my opinion. And if you've got any guts, you listen to me. Senator Strom Thurmond was a legendary poon hound. Even as the oldest serving senator in our nation's history and bound by a wheelchair, 
This randy southern fart was ready to dry hump every eligible woman in sight. At the age of 99, true story, he tried to bang a friend of mine. She was 28 at the time. And since she didn't have much going on that summer, and everyone was talking about all their crazy vacations, she considered it. But this is not about the legendary penis swinging South Carolina septuagenarian swordsmanship of Strom Thurmond, a man who was always DTF. It's about his filibuster. In 1957, this hard-on spoke nonstop for 24 hours straight to prevent a civil rights bill that would protect the right for blacks to vote. Think about this for a second. Have you personally done anything for 24 hours straight and not hated it? Even the best things get tiresome after a couple hours, like Disney World, your child's first time on stage, or blowjobs. But if there's one thing Senator Strom Thurmond loved even more than blowjobs, it was disenfranchising black people. He unleashed a day-long diatribe of diarrhea dialogue, damn near damaged his dentures. Surely fully turgid with a racist boner the entire time. He read the Declaration of Independence, election laws of every single one of the states, George Washington's farewell address, because why the fuck not? And generally mumbled and stumbled to talk endlessly for one reason only, to prevent black people from voting. Let's give this human redneck erection vessel some recognition, y'all. He committed. Strom Shagzalot Thurman had prepared for days, taking daily steam baths and probably boning to dehydrate his body of precious fluids. He took a piss only once in 24 hours. He was a method actor, but in this case, a method racist. Fully committed to fucking over black people with the urgency of Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. The process of forcibly ending debate on the Senate floor is called a cloture vote. This vote used to require 67 votes, now it only requires 60, but prior to 1917, a cloture vote hardly ever happened because as discussed, senators back then didn't talk forever to prevent legislation. From 1917 to 1970, there was a cloture vote about once a year. Every time this happened, it was a big deal because it was so rarely used. Taking a vote simply to make senators stop talking was bad taste, bad form, and no one wanted to be forced to do it. More importantly, no senator wanted to be the chatty Kathy that caused a cloture vote to be called. It was beneath the dignity of a senator, they believed. 
Hey man, the year is 1970. The Senate changed the filibuster rule to where if one senator decided to talk endlessly, which rarely happened, but anyways, the Senate could just poof, pick another issue to deal with. It was called a two-track system. If one issue was bogged down, the U.S. Senate would just move on to another bill, which just made the filibuster even more appealing of an option. It's like a mother telling a kid if he doesn't stop acting up, they're going to leave church. Like, yeah, that's what the kid wants. The whole point of the filibuster was to bog things down. Now, the Senate could move on to other issues immediately if one issue became too disruptive, which eliminated any negative consequence to the filibuster. If any single senator can filibuster, talk forever just to delay a vote, and the Senate can just drop it and move on to another issue. Shit, man, why not filibuster everything? If you're in the minority, just filibuster it all, chief. Shut it down. Shut it down. Remember how we said a filibuster required a senator to talk all day? to delay or derail a vote. Now, they don't even need to talk to do it. The filibuster became such a kick in the balls that merely the threat of a filibuster has convinced the Senate to move on to something else. So, uh, a quick recap. The filibuster was a mistake from Aaron Burr the villain in the Hamilton musical, and a generally squirrely fellow. The filibuster derails legislation from being voted upon because one single senator can talk for a very long time to prevent a vote, and rules have been changed to guarantee that the Senate can immediately move on to other things once this occurs. And today, merely the threats of a filibuster does the same thing. No longer does a senator need to talk for hours on end to mess up the schedule. Now, they just threaten to do so, and the Senate says, screw it, and moves along. Remember the toddler story? Now they don't even make it to church. The kid just says, hey, mom, if we gonna go, I'm gonna act a fool up in here, up in here. R.I.P. D.M.X. And mom never even gets the car keys. And today, this happens every single time. Because there is always one senator out of 100 that doesn't like something. We have a system in America where our Senate just says, okay, man, let's move on to another thing. But guess what? A different guy hates that thing too and says he'll talk forever about that thing also. So it's an endless parade of moving from one bill to the next threat of a filibuster and moving along. Nothing gets passed, nothing gets voted on because the party preparing to lose just threatens to talk forever. 
Basically, we pay senators who no longer vote. And now, no longer talk. Nothing gets passed, voila. Just like George Washington envisioned. An important part of democracy is the idea that the majority rules, but that the minority is also given rights. While one party will get its wishes, the other party has the chance to suggest changes and participate in the dialogue, and then voting begins. May the best ideas win. Due to the filibuster, the minority doesn't have to suggest jack squat or participate at all. They can just kill the bill because the vote never occurs. But this perversion of majority rules and minority rights isn't what Washington intended. In today's America, 40 senators don't even require minority rights because they have more power than the other 60, which makes no sense. The U.S. Senate has become as useless as the share button on YouPorn. If something is broken, a smart person would try to fix it. But in a broken U.S. Senate, filled with people with full bellies and empty brains, it stays broken. The filibuster proves that even grown adults have story time. Even when it prevents our elected officials from actually voting for life-changing stuff on America's behalf. The winners are now chosen by who can gum up the machinery of government more effectively. Who can speak the longest or loudest? Who can use their voice not to convince, but to drown out the opportunity for others to convince? And if you're gonna lose a vote, let's just stop the vote. The greatest deliberative body in the world, the U.S. Senate, isn't dead yet, but someone should get the coroner on standby. Hey, you listened to an episode of Dumb People with Terrible Ideas, Season 1, Episode 5, on the U.S. Senate filibuster. I hope you enjoyed it. It's been produced and performed by Eric Gray. Need more info on anything that you heard here or just want to say hello, go to the website ericexplains.com. That's E-R-I-C explains.com. And if you like this shiznat, then you got three things that you can do for me. First, like this podcast on the platform you're listening to now. Second, review it on the platform that you're listening to now. Finally, if you share it on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's important. Thanks. See you soon.